0: Your HIV treatment is their prevention. Get more information at doitforumc.org.
1: Hey everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK.
2: Hello and welcome to the Five Yard Pod. Five Yard IDP Pod with me, Nate Davis. Today we'll be reviewing Week Six and getting you ready for Week Seven. Um, we've got a, a big, big announcement. Um, we've got an exclusive five-yard rush contest starting on Fan Team on Sunday. So, you're obviously this is going out on Wednesday, Wednesday night. So, on Thursday night, if you tune into our DFS show. All the information will be given to you on there. It's free to enter. There's cash prizes to be won. No deposit required. So tune in to the DFS show tomorrow night uh, for the password. That's Thursday night DFS show. Evening, Bren. How's it going, mate? You all right? Getting there. Getting there. Yeah. Yeah, t- <laughs> tough, tough day. Tough couple of days, Monday and Tuesday. Oh, hard work. A lot, lot of fun, but... Um, I'm yeah. glad it's over.
1: Lots to drink. Too late nights on the bounce. This 42-year-old body's just about getting back to normal. Lots of fruit and Barocca today.
2: Lovely. So, yeah. Absolutely lovely. Got it right. Out of the way. <clears throat> right. Okie dokie. Right. Um, let's go. St- I'm going to go straight into our, as you know, our Manscaped are our sponsors and they are the market leader in men's below the waist grooming. Um they have just released the Lawnmower 4.0, which is a fantastic bit, bit of kit. Uh, one of the best things about it is the skin safe technology. Um, so you get no nicks on your bits, and you can receive, and you can receive 20% off with the code 5yard at manscaped.com. Um, it really is a game changer in that area, and you're missing out if you don't have one. As, as I said, it's 20% off with the with the code 5 yard at manscaped.com and um, there's also free worldwide shipping so sort yourself out and get involved right then on to let's get on to this football straight away right now i'm kicking it off with a thursday night football which as this is going out wednesday will be tomorrow night so look let's go brains yeah broncos at the brains um the brains took a bit of a hammering in week six um And now we're hearing they're going to be missing Chubb and Hunt. Um, I think it's actually been confirmed now. Um, Baker's also carrying an injury, shoulder injury. They're saying that he's going to go. That might be different come Thursday. So you're going to need to check the status. With that in mind, it's probably a good time for the Broncos to play them. And it could be a decent idea to target target the Broncos secondary and D-line for that big play. Um, Baker got sacked five times against the Cardinals. And he threw he threw an interception as well. He's been sacked 18 times on the season. So, you know, my call would be get Von Miller in if you can. Get him in. Um, Von's had 4.5 sacks so far in the season. And I really like the matchup for him. Kareem Jackson at safety, he continues to put up good numbers. And he leads the team in tackles. So it's, it's a good pickup this week. Patsutane, Justin Simmons—they're also um, cons- consistently scoring, so they're they're fine to pick up for the Browns. Um, for the Browns, D. Anthony Walker is back. Um, the linebacker—he he's healthy, and he posted great numbers in Week Six. So, 19 points in IDP plus with Jock, the rookie, he's sidelined now. I expect Anthony Walk- Walker was always going to be the lead linebacker. But now with Jock out, I think he's he's, like, he's nailed 100% of the snaps pretty much. Um, and I expect him to dominate and put up decent tackle floor numbers week in, week out. Teddy Bridgewater, he got sacked five times last weekend and he was picked off three times. So this is it's, it's looking potentially good for the Browns. The only thing I would say about the Browns is they've only had two interceptions so far this season. Um, so you haven't really got like a ball hawk in their secondary that's actually on fire at this moment in time. For me, it's, it's just a, it's a good matchup for the edge rushers on this with the with the quarterbacks being sacked the amount of times that they have been and uh, just generally being a bit banged up team-wise as well, especially from the Brown side of things. I think they're going to struggle this week. And for me, because of that, I'm I'm picking Broncos as, as the team that are going to win it. And and the players, like I said, that Von Miller, Kareem Jackson, and Anthony Walker, the standout players for me in this one. Broncos win. If you, you got to win it, Bren, this one.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I think I'd, I'd echo that. Yeah, let's let's go with the Broncos on that one, Uh Course, cool. little too, little too banged up. Okay, moving swiftly on. <clears throat> Chiefs at the Titans. We've got to talk about the Titans, I suppose. Um, didn't see that one coming. <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> I don't think anyone did. Uh, yeah, thirty, thirty-four, thirty-one. Um, uh, Win at home to the Bills. Put some four and two. Top of the AFC South. As I say, you know, I think it just sums up what it's been—a a little bit bonkers this season. Just really hard to call some of these games. Everyone, with one or two exceptions, maybe the Lions and probably Miami. Um, anyone seems to be able to beat anyone at the moment. So, um, yeah. So it was uh, top performance on IDP. Um, I mean, the Bills' defense were were a bit disappointing, actually. Um, I mean they, they let Henry run for 156 yards, three TDs. Um, Tannehill got two hundred and sixteen yards. But anyway, moving on to the Titans, um, Howard Landry, he's a must start at LB. We again, he's one of those players we seem to we seem to touch on most weeks. Uh, racked up twenty six and a half points. Um, had a good day at the office. Uh, a couple of sacks, QB hits, tackle for a loss that's the third week in a row that Landry's been around that 30point mark he's, he's actually gone over it in one of the last three weeks so um, elsewhere Jeffrey Simmons um, in the DL um, had a decent game with 17 and a half points um, he picked up a sack as well um quick one on waiver watch if you are sniffing around for any players during these periods where we got sort of bye weeks as we've touched on uh, David long at linebacker. Um picked up eighteen and a half points, all tackles, so he had a he had a busy day. Um and young Amani uh, Cooper Amari Hooker, um at T B. Um again, you know, he's out there on the waivers, picked up fifteen points, including a forced fumble. Um so you know, in a close, important win for for the Titans, they seemed that defense seemed to put it together in all three phases. They had good performances in the DL, you know, further back at linebacker and, and in the secondary as well, um, including a crucial late stop by by Simmons on on Josh Josh Allen, which seemed to effectively sort of ice the game and and um, you know, nicked him the win. Um, the Chiefs. In week six, we expected, I expected them to bounce back from that Bills defeat. And, and they did, uh, fairly comfortable 31-13 win over Washington. The defence didn't have to do a lot. Um, you know, it, they didn't have to work especially hard to limit yeah, Taylor Heineck in and that Washington offence. Um, so there's not a huge amount to focus on based on that week six performance. Nick Bolton, again, is someone we've consistently mentioned at, at linebacker. Um, had a steady sixteen and a half points again, all in tackles, kind of par for the course with Bolton this season. So he's he's got to be started. Um Sheld Fenton, um in the secondary picked up exactly the same sixteen and a half. Outside of that, um, yeah, there wasn't really anyone that, that sort of stood out um in week six. Um it's looking like the Chiefs should have Chris Jones back for this game as well. Um and they'll need to beef up that D line. Uh, they'll want to put some pressure on Tannehill um, because, okay, the Titans have had a win. They play well on offense. The Bills are a bit below par on defense. I expect the Chiefs to try and put you know a bit more pressure on the O line, which has been poor. He he's you know he has taken a lot of sacks this season, um, and also they're going to have to try and stop Henry because he had a bit of a, a field day and he seems to be sort of really rolling. Um, but I am I've got a sneaky fit. the Chiefs that's still not right. I know they won, but Mahomes still, you know, he he threw that pick, which some of the pundits were saying was one of the worst throws they've ever seen him make. Um, Tannehill, on the other hand, showed, you know, good variation. Um, So the Chiefs' DB, you know, I mean, I think Tannehill won after, you know, seven targets consistently in the the win. So um, I, I think as far as the Chiefs goes, I'd stick to the likes of Nick Bolton. There's no one really on the waivers. There is some value on the waivers for for the Titans, um, as i already touched on with Hooker and Long. Um, everything normally would suggest the Chiefs, but the Titans' defense looked good um, mm. against the Bills. Did a good job, as I said, in in all areas. Um, okay, the Bills had a bit of a blow par performance. I am going to stick my neck out and say the Chiefs, the, the the Titans win this one. The, the Chiefs just don't seem I know we've mentioned it before. They just don't seem right. There's, there's something not not clicking there for me. Um, and yes, they won, but it's a Washington team. They're one of those teams that I've highlighted. They're just not going to put enough points up. So, um, I, I I I've been wrong on as a lot of people have with predictions with this season. But yeah, I, I'm just going to take a punt on the Titans. I think one.
2: I'm I think I'm with you on this as well. I just like 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 you. They just don't seem right. I think there's a lot of there's a lot of moaning going on as well. I noticed that again last night and it's just, yeah, I, I just don't think that it's quite right. Something's not quite clicking. I don't think Mahomes is particularly happy at the moment with what's going on necessarily around him and he's he's trying too hard maybe. I don't know. I don't know. It just doesn't seem to be quite right. And for me, for the Titans, with wide receivers coming back, that seems to make a massive difference to Tannehill just generally. He just seems more comfortable when AJ Brown's around and people that he knows he can get rid of the ball quickly too rather than just hold on to it and just get whacked which he was doing for the first few weeks so yeah cool titans interesting interesting didn't think we'd be saying that but there we go everyone will okay. be
1: running to the book used to put a tenner on the chiefs now
2: yeah whack him on the chiefs i thought i would <laughs> right okay um washington football team at the packers um let's start with washington so my man, Cole Hol- Holcomb, he's smashing it at the moment. He, he had a ma- monster week in week six, 10 tackles, a sack, and a false fumble. Um, Cole Holcomb is is somebody that should be started const- constantly at the moment. His, t- his tackle His tackle count is great. However, the team, they were blown out by the Chiefs. They're struggling to get going. I don't quite know what it is. I quite liked Washington originally. And now I'm quickly backing away from them. Heineke doesn't look quite right. And the whole, their kind of identity is not clear. What are they doing? Running the ball, passing the ball. This mixture of of, of nothing. I, I, I don't like them offensively at this moment. And defensively, they're not really clicking. Not really click. However, um, secondary-wise, Kendall Fuller got a pick against his old team. Um uh, and so did Bobby McCain in what in what was a good week 6 really for the Washington secondary points wise however this isn't i don't like this matchup against the packers aaron Rodgers has only been picked off three times this season and not at, not yet at lambo um so i'm not looking at the washington secondary at all um and i'm not interested much in the d line neither um, so yeah, they, apart from your, your, the linebackers who are, are scoring consistently, I wouldn't, I wouldn't touch, I wouldn't go all out in and pick up any of the Washington players if you don't have to. Um, over to the Packers, the Kenny Clark, um, Kenny Clark, he got he got a couple of sacks against the Bears, and I like the matchup against Taylor Heineke. He, like I said, he's not looking great currently. Also, um, Dean Lowry, another DL. He's also in play. He's had two decent weeks and he's got a decent tackle count, um, a decent tackle count he had in week six and a sack. I'd steer clear of the of the Green Bay linebackers currently. You've got Jalen Smith coming in. We need to monitor the snap count between him, Devondre Campbell and Chris Barnes before we start to call that, really. Um yeah, I would leave it alone. In the secondary, Darnell Savage he got his first pick of the season, so he's off and running. Adrian Amos actually had a low week tackle wise in week six, but he's got 41 tackles on the season, so yeah, he's he's one of those players that you, you can do um, you can do a lot worse not ha- not having him. So I, I think that the the Green Bay pass rush is the big play, and yeah, I see the Packers winning it. Uh, I see them going six and one on this, and I think yeah, that's where I'm going. How about you, Bram?
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll keep this short. Um, yeah, Green Bay Lambo. Yeah, signed. Yeah, so no, no need to overcomplicate that one. No. Um, Poor old Washington. Right. Um, I think they're they're drifting away in, in that um, that East division. So, uh, Bengals going to the Ravens. Um, so the Bengals coming into this game off the back of was a fairly easy one of definitely one of the easier road wins of the season Uh, 31 11 at uh, at Detroit Lions Um, one of the defensive highlights for me was the way this Bengals secondary um, having watched a bit of it again um, great coverage Um, the Lions just couldn't get the pass game going Um, uh, made it very difficult for them Uh, both at corner and safety you've got uh, Anunzi at corner uh, Jesse Bates at safety both played very well um, you know, like I said they they were the coverage was excellent. Sadly it didn't equate to much in in fantasy, but um I'd say they'd they'd they possibly be in play this week against the Ravens, but the Ravens ran the ball well uh in, in their game, so not hundred percent sure about that one. Um Logan Wilson, linebacker, continues, yeah, to have a great season. Um the twenty five and a half points, including a pick. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, um, you know, he's a must start. That's an easy one. Uh, Trey Hendrickson's another one. I think you'd have to be looking at a DL. Um, 14 points, um, including a sack. He's having a consistent season. Von Bell, you know, someone we've mentioned before. Um, Not a stellar game, but... So, again, it's... I wasn't too hot on this Bengals defence coming into the the season. Um, Wasn't entirely sure how it would pan out for him, but... Again, they're one of those teams when you look at, you know, Wilson, Hendrickson, Von Bell, again, you've got one of those teams where there are value players in, you know, each of those sort of three phases. Um, so, uh, yeah, there's not, uh, but there's not a lot of hidden, I'm, I'm sort of stumbled across too much in the way of hidden sort of waiver wire action for the Bengals. So the three obvious ones are mentioned. If you've got them, then, you know, I think you've got to be starting them. Um on the under, other side of it, there is some waiver wire value um, on the Ravens <clears throat> um, as they cruise to what was a surprisingly easy win against the Chargers. I, I, I don't think again, a bit like the Titans game. I don't think anyone sort of. Some people might have tip the Ravens to win, but not thirty four six. To Sean Elliott at DB, you know, twenty seven and a half points, including a pick. I was reading a stat earlier. What I I didn't realize just just watching the highlights earlier, they got pressure on. Um, um on Herbert. Thirty-three times he, he was pressured in one game. That's that's just out of I think forty two attempted passes, that's just a, a frightening statistic for this Ravens team. Mm. Um and I think elliot you know, could be a busy boy again this week against against Burroughs. I think they'll want to go again uh, another young quarterback and see if they can you know hurry him up. Um another on the waivers in the secondary uh, you've got to corner Anthony Averett's 11 and points. So, if you're looking a bit short there, um, Calais Campbell again, I know he's someone we mentioned. I know no one's going to take him in the long term because, as I've said before, he's 35. Um, but he picked up another 13 points again. He's been trending up slowly, nothing monumental, but his, his numbers have been you know in the teens and, and decent last few weeks. And he's on the waivers. Um, Justin Houston, LB had another 12 and a half points, including a sack. Um, It was an impressive performance by that, that Ravens defense. Um, And I'm, I'm going with the Ravens to, to win this. Um, And I think the Ravens, as I've highlighted, if you are a bit short in a couple of positions, I think there's, as opposed to the Bengals where I think there are two or three, yeah, definite sort of nailed on players, but you're not really going to pick them up um, um, on a freebie. Um, so, but as I've said, if you've got the likes of Logan Wilson and Hendricks, um Hendrickson, then you know you've, you've got to be starting them, I think. But yeah, could be a good game. This could be a lot of fun. Um, but um, I think the Ravens win, and who they beat and how they beat them was far more impressive than um, the Bengals. Sort of, you know, going to Detroit and winning that. A lot of teams are going to do that this season. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll stick with the Ravens for this one.
2: Yeah, I got. I've got the same and I've I wrote the same note I've put Ravens for me but I've, I think it'd be a good game it'd just be quite an exciting one hopefully so right where am I panthers at giants um unfortunately for our friend Daniel Jones we was it was it poor old Daniel Jones he gets it seems like every week we' we're, we're ripping into him but it's just it's just where it is just where the numbers are we we're proven right again. In week six, he took four sacks and had three interceptions. Yeah. And it's it's like you're looking at it and you think, yourself, well, will the same happen again against the Panthers? And the problem is you look at Hassan Reddick, and Brian Burns and both are bringing pressure on quarterbacks week in, week out. Reddick has 6.5 sacks in the season and Burns has three. So it's probable that they will get to Daniel Jones in this one. The Panthers secondary is pretty banged up, as everybody knows. Um, but Jeremy Chin posted his best numbers of the season in week six. He had what, nine tackles and a pass defended. But the guy who, who who really took the plaudits was DB, Keith Taylor. He had 10 solo tackles and a forced fumble. And it's somebody to keep an eye on moving forward. Uh, over to the Giants. The, the Giants, actually, it was an actual Decent defensive performance for them scoring wise. Um, Leonard Leonard Williams got 1.5 sacks and Xavier McKinney getting two interceptions. Ty Crowder was my tackle floor pick last week. Um, He didn't disappoint at all. He he got 10 tackles and one tackle for a loss. So for me, he's still one of these players that is a must add. And like we said, he's he's the guy that sort of stepped up to the mark since Blake Martinez is. Is gone, and obviously Blake Martinez would not be on anybody's waiver wire. So you should be, if he is still there. Ty credit you got it. You got to put him in for me. Um, as for the matchup, Darnold has been sacked three or more times in the last four weeks. So we probably should be talking about him as much. So this is a good, it is a good matchup for Leonard Williams and the Giants. Um, he's my man. Leonard Williams is my man's highlight for the Giants this week um and I fancy him to get to Darnold. so for the result I'm going panthers in this one but I actually I actually think this one would be a good game as well I really do I think I think the Panthers have kind um the the Giants have, have, have kind of already got nothing to lose and I think they're gonna they're gonna be one of these teams that are gonna get into that frame of mind quite quickly they've got so many people out and um so many big players out that I think they will they will try whatever it takes to just get to get anything out of the game so i think i think it'll be a good one but i do think the panthers will edge it
1: yeah um i say just largely down to despite the fact they're at home just having so many players out so um i think the wheels have come off a bit for the yeah. for carolina um but i still think they should have enough on both sides of the ball to you know, yeah I to think, edge uh, out against the giants
2: i think they kind of both come off for both teams, but I think Panthers. Have got need the a win, but Panthers have got the chance to put them back on. <laughs> the Giants, they've rolled off. They've rolled off <laughs> down the cliff. You ain't they're getting missing, you ain't getting missing,
1: them back. Yeah, they're missing a couple of them. Um, <laughs> so yeah, Panthers for me as well. Right, Falcons at the Dolphins. So, um, well, the Falcons are coming off a bye week, um, and I think I think they'll. They've had a bit of a break. I think they'll fancy this matchup at Miami. Do. Um going up against a team that for me seems not totally devoid of confidence, but a bit lacking in ideas on offense. Um just lacking that sharpness. And so um fancy wise defensively for, for Atlanta, um, I'm not gonna do anything radical with this. Um I think they're still a team that's far better on offense than they are on defense. Um I think you've still got to look Really, in and around that that linebacker position for, for value, um, and the um, you know you're not going to pick them up without a transfer. Uh, on the waiver watch, uh, one for this game might be, and I have found him on a couple of waivers. Uh, Dante Fowler um, at linebacker, you can slot in at DL, which is um, so okay. He had a poor game in London, but he had scored well in that sort of week two, week three, week four period, um, and again. I think you know Miami would be one of those fixtures where, if you're looking to slot someone in that position, um, he he could have some points tallied, you know, points total closer to those sort of you know that sort of week two, week three period. Um, I wouldn't be looking at anything in in really in the secondary because despite the loss on Sunday, one thing that did quite impress me was Mike Jazicky was was pretty dominant over the middle. Um, you know, holding some good passes. Um, So I think um, Miami are probably hoping to have a couple of, couple of the the wide outs back um, Devontae Park. And I think Preston Williams, if he, if he comes back will be, um, you know, uh, an added bonus. Um, So that's, yeah, not, not too much for me on the Falcons defense. Um, The Dolphins, well, we were there Sunday's game and they desperately needed a win. Um, and at various stages, it looked like they really should have had it, but um, they needed to kickstart the season. They didn't manage it. Um, looking at the defensive side of it, um, there were a few highlights. Emmanuel Ogbo had one of his better games, um, picked up seventeen points, including a, you know an important sack. Um, was probably the pick of the bunch. Um, okay, you know I know we were missing Xavier Howard and Byron Jones, which which did hurt us actually um, in the secondary. Uh, the rest of it was just okay for me, um, certainly from a, a fantasy perspective. Um, Jerome Baker, Van Ginkel, Christian Wilkins all hit double figures just. They're all around all the 11-point mark. Um, but as I say, for me, it was just okay, which in a game that we really needed to win wasn't good enough. They didn't show me enough to, um, to say that, that anything's going to change <laughs> terribly quickly. Um I know I did, I mean, post-game, you know, when we were talking about it at the bar afterwards, yeah, I, I did have a bit of a rant about the coaching and all the rest of it. Um, it, it was a frustrating day. Um, but I, I can't really make a case for um, for anyone outside the usual suspects from an IDP perspective. Unfortunately, I can see a Falcons winning this game, um, even, even at Miami. Um, I just think at the moment they're the better team on offense, I think if you look at, on paper Miami should be the better defense i think they, they they are the better defense but they just don't seem to be putting it together um i wouldn't be surprised if miami sort of you know um scraped out a win but um i just think you know the, the falcons look good in london mm. okay against the poor jets team but i think um i'm struggling to find much in the way of sort of fancy value on the defensive side of it so um i'm yeah i'm going to leave it at that i i i, th- I think yeah, I think Miami've got some issues. Um, I think the Falcons will probably just pick this one.
2: Yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm kind of I'm with you on on that. I think the Falcons will. I think that they've got with Ridley coming back as well. Hmm. They have got just a few more weapons and, and with Matt Ryan, what you know, if he, he watched that take back, he'll be he'll be smiling to himself. There was it was it was quite easy over over the middle of, a few times for, for Lawrence. Um but like you said, there might be people back and if there is that that might change that secondary but it's certainly yeah it certainly give up too many easy yards i felt for on the weekend right so what am i on to jets at pats okay so jovan bentley linebacker he top scored for the pats in week 6 um and if he was fit he would be my tackle floor ad. i i really like jovan bentley but the only issue is at the moment he's got he's got so say another injury um it's a rib injury this time, but he has missed time already this season. And and because of that, I feel we should just monitor the situation on him and not add him. Uh, however, he's one of these people when he's on the pitch, he does rack up the numbers. However, one person that I am going to highlight this week is safety, Kyle Duggar. We mentioned him last week and we mentioned him in week four. He is consistently scoring well. He had eight solo tackles, a pass defended, and then he had the big play interception in week six, which gave him twenty-one points in IDB Plus. In week six, they're up at. I'm sorry, in week seven, they're up against Zach Wilson, who they sacked four times when they met in week two. Oh, I love, I love on this. I love the Matt Jude on Kyle Duggar stack. I've said it before, and this is, this is what. I'm I'm going for, I'm going for it in two of my leagues this 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 week. I mean it's a bit it's a bit of a gamble of where whether it's actually them that you know the ball falls to, but I guarantee you that um um from Judon's side of things, Judon will be bringing the pressure. He is seriously banging form, um and against against that Wilson in the Jets, he, he should be licking his lips. Okay, so if if Dugger isn't available, as well on waiver wires maybe jc jackson is he's a db 15 on the year so far he's putting decent consistent numbers up um so he could be a decent ad looking at the jets d in six games they've not had an interception yet which that makes it difficult to even call the secondary any of their secondary um like for that for that big play role, I mean, the the tackle floors not not bad. But really, for me, the tackle count of C J Mosley and Quincy Williams that's decent. Sackwise Quinn and Williams has three point five, and John Franklin has three. They leave they lead the sack count for the Jets. Um, cur- yeah, currently for me, bar C J Mosley, I don't think there's a real. There isn't a real consistent high high scorer. And this matchup it isn't great for me. And Mac Jones is playing quite well. He's playing certainly better than he was in week two. Um, I don't feel like you'll get sacked. Um, anyway, well, he got he got sacked three times the first time they met. Um, I don't think he will get sacked three times this time. So I'm I'm not really fancying the Jets in this one. Uh, yeah, I see a new New England win. And I, I got a feeling that they will get to Zach Wilson. I got a feeling there should be some big points in this. So, like I said, Matt Judon and Kyle Duggar is my play on this one. And New England win.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think. Um, yeah, Judon Duggar caused a few problems. Um, yeah, and they've they've got the by far and away the better rookie QB. So, um, yeah, and they're at home. So, Patriots win. Cool. Okay. Um, eagles at the raiders um so start with the raiders actually because um, we said last week that following everything that had happened this game could sort of go <laughs> i couldn't really call it to be honest um so it was it was a big win for them. um yeah. i felt huge week six win 34 24 um and it was more comprehensive than that score suggests um so um you know they, they made a real statement of solidarity following all the you know the John agreed uh, on controversy. Okay, there was a lot of talk about Derek Carr, and yes, he shredded the Broncos for 341 yards. But you've got to talk about that defensive performance because it was there was standout performances all over that field at the weekend, um, and it's a defense that we've kind of struggled with outside of you know one or two performances so far this season. Um, arguably the defensive performance of the, the week throughout the, the league really could have been, you know, you could make a very good case for Max Crosby. He had a monster day with 34 points, three sacks, five QB hits. Um, mm. He just, he caused no end of problems. Uh, Jonathan Abram um, in the secondary went for 21 and a half points, including a pit. Corey Littleton had another good game um, at linebacker, 21 points. Denzel Perryman went for 17 points, including a full, uh uh, fumble recovery. Uh Trevor um again in the secondary went for 16 points. So the only surprise really was Yannick and had quite a day. But outside <laughs> of that, um yeah I mean so Barring a, a good week five against the Bears and Gotway's been he's he's been a bit of a disappointment in this this sort of Raiders D. But um, outside of that again the only slight problem with the Raiders is you look at those sort of you know four or five players I mentioned who had, had really good days at the office um, you probably will find most of them are you know already on rosters somewhere so um, if you've got them I you know I, I think they'll they'll hopefully kick on again this season uh, sorry this week um, the Eagles um, lost a Thursday night game um, at home to the bucks but I thought they played well in latter parts of the game uh, made a good game of it just left themselves a little bit too much to do um, you know, in the final phases, um, top perform, And again, some stupid penalties, but uh, I seem to mention that with the Eagles every week, they've <laughs> got to <laughs> cut that shit out. Um, Alex Singleton, someone we, we've talked about and, and someone I've always been quite keen on at, at linebacker. had a really good day, uh, 22 points. Uh, he's been consistently scoring well this season. So he's a, he's a nailed on starter. If you've got him on your roster, um, Anthony Harris, if you want to look at someone on the waiver watch, um, had a good day, 15 and a half points in the secondary. Um, I'm just a bit twitchy about picking anyone in the Eagles secondary. I think they'll be busy. I mean, if Ruggs and Waller play anything like they they did on Sunday, it could go one or two ways. They could absolutely rip it up and Harris won't get anywhere near them or maybe gets involved. And so, uh, Carr will air it out. Um, even though jacobs is is sort of coming back into the mix with the ground game um javon hargrave um moving up to the front at, at the defensive line uh, he's had a bit of a blip um one bad game you know five and a half points but as a whole he's over a hundred points for this season so i think you you with players like that you take you know all right you're allowed a bit of a pass in the the Bucks game um as i said he's already gone over 10 this season so he'd still be one i'd i'd play but uh, making a case for the Eagles, I'd say outside of Singleton and Hargrave, yes, possibly Anthony Harris if you're a bit short in the secondary. Um, summing the game up, it's not one of those games where you're going to really find any hidden value in it um, if you are looking to pick someone up on on sort of the wire. Um, for me, the Raiders just like they're, they're playing angry. Um, you know, on, on both sides of the ball, they really went after to bronk, yeah, the, the Broncos all over the place. Um, I've got a feeling Philly might cop it this weekend as well.
2: Um, so I'm I'm going for the Raiders this week. Yeah, I got Raiders, and it, it mainly because I'm I'm I've, I've, after that performance and a couple of other ones. I think Max Crosby's been excellent this season, but yeah, I, I find myself rooting for them because they're really, like you said, I, I think there isn't there's a togetherness there especially in that day they certainly certainly came together and yeah they looked good um where am i lions at rams okay so as i mentioned earlier like we called it last week when we said the rams would get to daniel jones and they did so I'm going to do not do a victory lap over that. But we did say, it's not the boldest prediction we've ever made. <laughs> but, but we did say, and I said, I said straight away, I fancied Taylor Rapp. Really yeah. did. I just thought, That's good call. yeah, he ended up with two interceptions, three passes defended. Um, it gave him 26.5 points in IDP. Plus. And we mentioned Donald. I mentioned Donald was going to be the top point scorer. Well, he wasn't the top point scorer. He was. He was he was nowhere to be seen, really. Um, not when when you got people like Max Crosby and TJ Watt, who had absolute monster weeks. But Leonard Floyd did have a bit of a week. And and if you stacked him with with Taylor Rapp, you probably won your you probably won your week outright. Yeah. So I mean, and, and Leonard Floyd again is 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 a player that I would definitely be looking at in this one. So looking at The Rams side of things um, as well is this is quite incredible when you look at teams, players to pick and players not to pick. You can say that you pick, say, bad teams, you know, don't amount to good scorers. That's not always the case. But in the Lions, that is definitely the case because put it this way i'll just tell you now so jordan this is the secondary of the rams jordan fuller has 47 tackles so far this season taylor rap has 41 okay the leading tackler at the detroit lions is alex alzanoni or whatever his name is however you pronounce that um he's the top tackler with 30 tackles 30 30 tackles uh this week i mean that that that's poor that you know there's five players in the Lions, in the Rams team that are above him, which is you know it just tells you just not don't bother don't bother with them. Also, I mean, so when we're talking about the matchup for Leonard Floyd, Goff has been sacked 15 times this season. Let's compare him to Stafford. Stafford's been only sacked, sacked six times. So straight away, you got to be pointing towards. Um, the Rams just to get to get a sack or not and, and forget the pass rush from the Lions in this one. They might get to him, but it's just they're just the stats are not there. Um yeah, so that sort of like sums it up for me. You you're gonna have to be playing the same players that we mentioned last week, pretty much. Um so Leonard Floyd is a must-start for me, and I would pair him up with a Jordan Fuller, a Taylor Rapp if you can. If you can't. Then yeah, there's there's plenty of other players out there. but um yeah, so that that's it. I've not I've, I've got no I've got nothing to say about the, I've got nothing to say about the Lions' defense at all. It's, it's not worth talking about. Um, as for the game, it's the Rams for me in an absolute blowout, and it's just a case of how many points they're going to get. So yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs>
1: No. I um, well, it's, yeah, it's just, it is nice coming off the back of a disappointing trip to Tottenham to be able to know we can still talk about one or two teams that are a bit worse than the Dolphins and the Lions definitely fall into that category. Um, yeah, Rams Rams all day. I think you've, I think you've covered that off very succinctly. Um, okay, Bears at the Bucks. Um, so... Uh, I touched on this last week. Uh, the Bears going into a, a big sort of NFC North matchup against the Packers, um, which they lost. And they find themselves at this stage in the season, that horrible sort of three and three position where yeah, it's kind of hanging in the balance now um, a bit. And you know, they could probably do without a trip to Tampa off the back of it. Um, top performers uh, against the Packers, yeah. Um, Okay, well, you know, Roquan Smith and Khalil Mack picked up their sort of minimum standard 15 points each. Um, that's half of the course. Um, I think we've made it pretty clear in recent weeks that these two aren't too bad. So they're probably worth starting. Um, looking at them. <laughs> but, um, and I've desperately been trying to find something else in this Bears defense all season to highlight instead of those two. I'm still struggling a bit. Um, Keem Hicks in the D-line, he went into double figures, 11 and a half points. Um, did pick up a sack, to be fair. Um, Eddie Jackson in the secondary picked up 11. Um, but would I be sniffing around for those two? You know, and they are on the waivers, um, unsurprisingly. Short answer, no. No, not really. Um, not against the Bucks, and not even if it wasn't against the Bucks. Um, a couple of, you know, a couple of double points performances, they haven't shown anything else this season to really say that they'd be worth a punt. So, I know I'm sounding like a broken record, but the Bears are still a two-man defensive performance from a, an IDP perspective. Um, <clears throat> as far as the Bucks go, in slight contrast to Chicago. um I think the Bucks would settle for a bit of consistency, to be honest, um, on the defence, given all the chopping and changing due to injury. Um, and as it stands at the moment, they're, they're still looking like it might be without Ant, uh, Antoine Winfield and Levante uh, David. Uh, Shaq Barrett was, again, the standout performer against Philly uh, with eighteen and a half points. He's been in double figures every game this season. So if you're not starting him, I'd have to ask why not. Um I'd expect Devin White to, to be into double figures as well um, as his front seven are desperately going to try and bring some pressure on, on fields again. It's that rookie sort of QB scenario that that Nathan and I have touched on um, seemingly every week. Um, also, Jamal Dean um, is out there on the waiver wire if you're a bit short in the secondary um, against, again, the rookie QB comes into play for me. Picked up 18 points last week. Um Picked up 19 off the back of a 19 and a half point game in week five. I am a little bit surprised to see him on a couple of waiver wires, to be honest, mm-hmm. um, especially at this stage in the season where you, you know you, you're bound to have in a sizable roster, you are going to have defensive players out over the next week or two. Well, next few weeks with with buys. Um, so yeah, Jamal Dean is is the one I've really highlighted on the waiver wires this season, uh, this uh, this week rather. Um, so yeah, Bucks win at home for me. Um as I say, you know, I don't want to sound like a broken record with the Bears, but um, yeah, they've, they've really only got two sort of IDP relevant players at present. And again, they're another team for me that just don't score enough on offense um, to, to give their defense a, a chance to, to get their teeth into it. In fact, to be honest, looking at it, I mean, they've, they've only gone over 20 points once this season and that was against the Lions. Which doesn't really say a great deal for him. Um, in fact, my, having said that, the Dolphins have only gone over twenty points once this season as well. So, get over it, Brent. Get over it. Um, so, uh, so yeah, Bucks. Uh, Bucks win at home for me, um, and I think yeah, definitely, definitely be having a look at Jamal Dane. The, he's definitely sort of trending up in the last couple of weeks. If if you're after someone in that DB position,
2: yeah, especially like you said on especially on the bye weeks. This is. Um... It's a, it's a killer of bye week. I've been going through rosters today, and God, I'm not too bad, but some some people I've looked at and I'm like, you're absolutely decimated. Um, it's an absolute killer, week seven. Right, so I am on to Texans at cards. All right, okay. So from one blowout to another for me. So this is Rams to the Cardinals. Okay. So so yeah. This <laughs> as I would say there's more sacks to come here for the Cardinals this week. Um, The only issue that you got with the Cardinals at the moment is working out where they're coming from because they are splitting it out quite a bit. Week six, Jordan Hicks got two sacks. Marcus Golden got two and JJ Watt got one, Um, which tells you that the the pass rush is coming from all angles, which is is great for them from a fantasy um, side of things. It makes it very difficult to, to, to really pinpoint somebody. I would I would look at Marcus Golden as an ad, just generally just being in form. And he's also his tackle floors all right. So I mean even if he doesn't get the sack he's probably not going to leave him with nothing. What else happened in that game? So uh, DB Robert Olford he benefited obviously from the pass pressure from the pressure and he managed to get himself a pick in the secondary um but he isn't somebody that I would be looking to add Looking at what happened to the Texans last week, so the Colts, they they got to they got to Davis Mills on multiple occasions. So I, yeah, I I don't the cards are not going to have too much trouble. I can't see why they would. Um, and if I was going for somebody in the secondary, like I said, Marcus Golden is an ad up front for me um, in the secondary. I fancy I fancy Byron Murphy in this one to come out with an interception. Yeah, for the Texans though, it, it's a tough matchup for them. However, they're not like the Lions in the fact that they're not a, they're not a very good side, but they have some players that are um, IDP relevant. Christian Kirksey he continues putting up decent decent tackle numbers at, at linebacker, and he would be uh, one of these kind of like I mentioned before, decent floor tackler. Um, week in, week out, they're pretty much there. And safety, Justin Reed, he's another one. He puts up decent tackles and he's buzzing around all over the place. He's always in the mix for a pick or two. Um, so he's he's one of those players that often puts in a good haul. A player to look at who I hadn't really picked up on. I, I sort of noticed him a couple of weeks ago, but I just, just thought, well, wow, we'll wait and see. But it's, it's, it's Jonathan Greenard um, in DL. He's the sack leader now for the Texans, and he's posted. Um, he posted great numbers last week. He sacked Wentz twice, racked up six tackles, and he got two tackles for a loss. So I mean, that's that's good stuff. And he had good. He had a good week three and a good week five. So he's got. He missed week four. So he, so all in all, he's actually he's actually pretty pretty consistent. So he could be a really good ad um, if you are not going to. Add him this week. At least keep an eye on him because if he does it again, then then you've got to say that that he's he's extremely consistent. Um, but yeah, so it's a Cardinals win because well, just yeah, it'd be crazy if it isn't. Um, but I do fancy decent defensive points from both sides of the ball. Really, in this one, I think there's points to be had for both sides. And yeah, like I said, it's difficult picking out that that sack leader for. For, for the cards this season. I think it's going to be very difficult. I think it's going to be split across the board. So maybe I would swerve them. Um, but there we go. There we go. Yeah, that's that's my call on this one. What do you reckon, Brent?
1: Yeah, I mean, if, if the Colts can put 31 points up on the Texans then, um, and, you know, then they've got to go up against sort of the form team in the league, then, yeah, you, you can't see it going any other way. But like I say, there is, they're, they're not, they're not, the worst team in the league and, and there's some, some value there. So, um, yeah, but uh, yeah, cards, cards all day on that one, I think. Um, okay. Well, we just mentioned the Colts. So I'm going to finish with the last game I've got to cover, which is the Colts at the Niners. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, so yeah, comfortable win, 31-3, uh, as we just mentioned over the Texans. Um, I, I did say last week that I wanted or in fact, in, expected um, a bit more from um, from DeForest Butner this week. And um, and to be fair, he, he delivered. Um, the tackle sort of stepped up and picked up uh, 21 points, um, including a sack and a couple of tackles for losses. Although he wasn't the standout performer. Uh, he was pipped to that by Darius Leonard, the linebacker, who went with um, for an even better 23 points, um, including a pick and a forced fumble. He is having a good season. Yeah. Um, he's, he's been consistently good. Very impressed with him. Um, elsewhere, another linebacker that we've mentioned before, uh, Bobby Okari,ki at 19.5 points. Um, and then there's the secondary. Um, again, another player we've mentioned in weeks past, Kenny Moore had another good week, 17.5 uh, points. Um, Curry Willis um, had a real day of it, mind. Uh, 27.5 points. Um, so, um, yeah, that's... Um, just a a good all-round defensive performance um so yeah there's there's some quality idp value at the colts um unfortunately as i mentioned with a couple of teams the raiders and and one or two others Bengals, you're not going to find many of them out there unless you you wanted to sort of trade up for them um but if you've got them um you know against this against his two and three niners as well who i think you know following that week two win at at Philadelphia, that seems a long time ago for this, this San Francisco team. Um, I think there's, they've, they've definitely got some issues there. So moving on to the Niners, um, they're coming off the back of a bye week. Um, will the break have done them any good? I don't know. I'm, I'm very cautious about this San Francisco side at the moment. Um, I think outside of Warner and Bosa, I'd be waiting to see how they bounce back after the break, frankly. Um, they they need to pick up a win after this three-game losing streak. Um, as I say, they you know they look a million miles away, um, you know from the the Cards and, and the Rams in this NFC West division. Um, they're not being helped by the fact, and this this is where the Colts will be licking their lips a bit. Both QBs are banged up at the moment a little bit. Um, so Taylor Lance, uh, Trey Lance has, has picked up a bit of a knock on the knee. Jimmy G still. Uh, so say coming back from this calf injury so they're both um i'm not entirely sure who's who's going to be based on what I was reading earlier today it looks like um lance could be out with this this knee injury so um jimmy garoppolo should be you know should be coming back so um i i really think the colts defense will fancy this road trip i do um against as i say you know they've got some banged up Qbs i think they're a team playing you know uh, a bit low on confidence. Um, So I'd be, yeah, if you've got any of those Colts IDP players, I've mentioned, um, they've got to be a start. Um, If you've got more than one, as, as Nate said, with, with some of the other defenses, then you'd be look at, you know, trying to stack up a couple maybe um, because I think they, they will be looking to get to the the quarterback on this um, in this game. And uh, yeah, I, I'm, I haven't been too hot on this Colts uh, team as a whole at the start of the season, but I think, I think as much as the, you know, the offense looked decent, the defense um, a bit like, you know, we mentioned with the Raiders. um, Yeah. I fancy a a second road win of the season for the Colts in this one. Um, and the Niners, the Niners I'd be steering clear of at the moment. I think they've, they've, they've go a long way to, you know, to prove that they um, they can bounce back after that sort of good start to the season. So, um,
2: yeah. Yeah, I'm with, I'm with you. I fancy the Colts on it. Um, yeah, I think offensively as well, obviously you've covered all the defence off. The, offensively, I think it's nice to see Wentz looking decent, throwing the ball well. T.Y. Hilton's back. Um, Taylor ran the ball really well. Yeah, if it starts clicking, they can be a side. That's what everybody thought pre before the season. Um, so yeah, it's kind of it's kind of nice to see. Um, but we'll we'll see if they can continue it. That's the only only thing it is. It's just to see whether they will carry it on because you know what um, Wentz can be like. He can be a bit on cold. So anyway, Monday night football. That's fallen to me this week. So Saints at Seahawks. poor old Geno Smith. What? (laughs) I mean, I've watched, I've watched that game twice since the weekend and it was a cracking game. Um, But he actually, I felt he played quite, I felt they played quite well. I was quite happy with their performance, the the Seahawks, but it just, you know, the the strip sack at the end, um, the strip sack ball caused by TJ Watt. I mean, ended the game so uh, badly for Geno Smith, but, is this is potentially quite a good bounce-back game, I think, for them. Um, yeah. I fancy the Seahawks to do it in this game. And like I said, they didn't play badly. And the Saints travel into the Seahawks. Yeah. The Seahawks D played quite well as well. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm going I'm going Seahawks. Sorry, I was, I was going 50-50 I was actually going to call it. But yeah, I am going Seahawks. Um, in Jordan Brooks, they've got Another tackle machine has now been born, I think, and and nailed in. He it to put next to Bobby Wagner is, is crazy. When you're talking about these we mentioned it earlier when I mentioned about um Detroit Lions and how such a shit tackle count that they've got, it's it's quite incredible. When I'm just gonna flip it now to the Seahawks and talk about Brooks is on fifty-nine tackles for the season. Brooks is Wagner's on seventy-two. So you know, this is the difference between when people talk about IDP and you got you really do need to look at these stats. Um uh yeah, so anyway, there you go. I just thought I'd just let you let you know that. But Jordan Brooks is a tackle machine and he's really stacking him. We got 14 tackles last week, um that took him to the fifty nine. Um also this week I'm gonna say DJ Reed and Quandre Diggs, I think they're good ads this week. They got good tackle floor numbers, um, yeah, constant, consistent as well. And with against Jameis Winston, they'll be sniffing a pick definitely. The Saints were on a bye week last week um, in Week Six, but the Mario Davis, Marshawn Lattimore, they played they played quite well in Week Five against Washington, um, and they're going to be well re- rested. So I do expect I do expect the Saints D to still be you know decent and and and, and pick up some decent. Points, but you know you might err with caution going into this one. So there's two players that I want to look at from the Saints to keep an eye on this game. I, I, I'm not going to play them, but the two people that I would like to keep an eye on. It's the rookie DB Adebo. is the third rounder. He put on a, he put on a good score before the bye week and has had some decent some decent scores. And I'm also interested to see Pete Pete Verna's, um snap share and tackle count um is he someone i've got my eye on long term yeah so that sort of covers it so yeah dj reed Quandre digs in the secondary for seahawks obviously jordan brooks at linebacker yeah i see a seahawks winning this um and i'm hoping for a pick or two from that secondary as i said so there we go
1: yeah i mean i'd I'd, I'd definitely sort of go along with that it's um I think did you did you on. feel
2: sorry for him as well, the Seahawks? Did you feel sorry for him? I
1: did. I, yeah, I struggled to feel sorry for Seattle. Um, <laughs> I've said it before. I find them very first. I, no, I've got I've, I've, ne- I've nothing against the Seahawks. I, I never
2: I just felt with Gino coming in, and he actually done he'd actually done well. And then you yeah. had Metcalf. God knows what he was doing. Um, he's got absolutely ripped apart for that fumble. But he- Yeah, I
1: I think it's, and let's be honest, we've not been, as far as secondaries go, we've always had, I think, certainly in the early stage of the season, reservations about Seattle's, you know, sort of DBs. but I think you're right. I mean Winston is I mean, we know what Winston's capable of, especially yeah. when he's put under pressure, and he will be by these these linebackers and this this front yeah. seven as a whole, I think. Yeah. Um and you know, I mean we've seen Winston, he'll he'll throw the ball if he's you know, facing the wrong way, sitting down cross legged, you know, he, he just he really does chance it. So just throw it away, man. Just yeah, you know, just lolly popping it up there sometimes. So yeah, I think the secondary could could definitely um you know have a couple in this game yeah um so yeah I'd, I'd go along with that say seattle um so cool yeah, that's so week yeah
2: seven. that is week seven then um so i'm just gonna just quickly go through the picks that i've just put together on there so my tackle floor pick this week uh, i'm gonna go Brains linebacker anthony walker back healthy and he's looking good for tackle consistent tackle uh numbers week on week my big play ad is Hassan Reddick, who I fancy to give Danny Dimes some more nightmares. And my top tip for the point score week six is Matt Judon from the Patriots. And like I said, have a look at the uh, the Judon-Duggar stack. I'm having a punt on it, so you never know. It might work. Um, so what else i have we got to cover off? So don't forget um, the exclusive five-yard rush contest on Fan Team, which is on Sunday, I think. So you, you just need to tune into the DF show, DFS show tomorrow, which is Thursday night. Um, If you're watching this or if you're listening to it on the pod, I would think that would be Thursday night, the evening. Um, I can't wait for it. Uh, That's it for us. So just thanks for tuning in, guys. And remember, keep rushing.